Hi folks, you're listening to Inherited, a sound-rich, solutions-focused youth storytelling podcast about the climate crisis. I'm Shayla Martos, your Season 3 host. In Episode 7, VFEM addressed the complexity of the term climate refugees in regards to Pacific Islanders experiencing climate disasters. If you haven't heard V's episode, Home and Away, definitely go take a listen. V and I linked as production wrapped up for the season to talk about how her legal work influences her storytelling, how she's grown through this process, and her goals for the future. Here's V Fam. My name is V. Uh, my pronouns are she, they. And I guess I work in the legal sphere. I am also a radio announcer on my local community radio station called 4ZZZ. And the science show that I announced for is called No Idea. No, spelt with a K, so. Oh, how cute. You know, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I know, it's just a bit <laughs> cute, bit funny. <laughs> Could you tell me a little bit about your audio storytelling journey? What brought you to us? What brought you to Inherited? Absolutely. So I have been like a radio announcer for a couple of years. So I kind of cover recent research and I just like package that into bite-sized information, like two or three minute segments. And I just kind of talk about it on air. So that was really, really fun. That kind of got me involved in the world of audio and the world of like reporting. And I was interested in exploring that side more. And I had a friend who did a lot of freelance writing So she would forward me, you know, calls for pitches and things like that. And then one day um, she forwarded me one, like an email that had that inherited call for pitches in it. And I just thought, oh, that sounds so cool. It's like audio and that's sort of climate storytelling, which really aligned with my interests. And because I was doing a degree in ecology at the time, and I just thought, oh, that'll be interesting to talk about. And has been a really, really fun experience ever since. I'm really glad I found you guys. <laughs> We're glad you found us too. And like, shout out to your friend for being so helpful. Um, you also work in the legal sphere, which is unique for our cohort. You're coming at it from a different perspective from a lot of other folks. So how does your work in migration law and Mianjin influence your storytelling? Uh, my previous job was actually at a migration law firm and... Because my story is about, you know, concepts of like migration and home, specifically surrounding like Pacifica communities, Mm -hmm. um, which isn't the community I'm part of, but I was lucky enough to get to talk to um, someone in that, someone coming from like the Pacifica climate activist space. Migration law firm actually did specialize in, um, you know, Pacifica clients just because the... Mm -hmm. A principal solicitor is a Pacifica woman. And so, you know, she kind of wants to help out her own community. And it was honestly really interesting writing my story while working in that space, because my Mm -hmm. story, I guess, is focused on something that's quite big picture. It's like, you know, the narrative that Australian media likes to push about Mm -hmm. um, the Pacific Islands and how they're just going to be inevitable victims of climate change and there's like nothing we can do about it now. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's the angle I was coming at it from. I was like, 
you know, we don't have to just jump to, you know, Pacifica people abandoning their homes. Like Mm -hmm. we can still focus on climate action now, which should be our first priority, not immediately jumping to developing like migration policy for them. Yeah. Or, you know, not focusing on that anyway Mm -hmm. at the exclusion of climate action. Mm -hmm. And it was really interesting because that was kind of at odds with what I do for my job, which was to help a lot of Pacifica people who actually did want to come to Australia. Mm. And it's something I would have liked to explore in my story a bit more, but I guess I didn't, I couldn't find a way to like seamlessly fit it in. So yeah, at my last job, what I actually did was mainly um, helping people fight visa cancellations. So Mm. in Australia, we have this like policy where if you're an immigrant and you know, you're not on, you're not like a citizen or something, then if you sort of get a prison sentence of more than 12 months, then they can cancel your visa and deport you, Mm. which is absolutely, you know, insane. Ridiculous. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. So a lot of our clients would be people who, you know, had sort of come through the criminal justice, criminal justice system and um, were then facing deportation and we try and help them appeal Mm. um, their visa cancellations. So it does seem that like your work before pitching the story and, and, you know, during it was super hands-on, one-on-one, working with a smaller team, working with specific people. And then for this story, you had to zoom all the way out to talk about things from like a national and international perspective. Um, So that's very, very interesting, V. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think to continue on that line of thought, your episode Home and Away changed quite a bit from when you first pitched it to us. Our producers mentioned to me that your understanding of the term refugee got more complex as you worked on this story. So what caused that shift for you? Well, I think that that shift really came from researching the story more because my understanding of the term refugee, first of all, it comes from my own story of my family, that they Mm. came over as Vietnamese refugees following the war in the 80s, right? So um, it's funny having that perspective because back then the Australian government was very friendly towards the Vietnamese refugees. And so for me, it's something that, you know, I, and like refugees have kind of been in the media cycle for, you know, years since then from various other countries. And it's been interesting watching Australian refugee policy get more and more xenophobic and more and more narrow. Mm -hmm. And also just like the way the media talks about it, it's become much more of a media issue now. Yeah. Yeah. I guess in the recent century compared to back when my family moved over. So I really wanted to come at it from that angle of like looking at the tightening of tightening of the frame around refugees. Mm-hmm. And Australia also has this arrangement with some Pacific Island nations to um, indefinitely detain people whose migration status is, you know, still being processed mm-hmm. on in those like, you know, immigration detention centers in like Pacific Island nations mm-hmm. that have that agreement with Australia. Mm-hmm. And, you know, often refugees can, or other people in immigration detention can be in those centers for years mm-hmm. and years and years and years. And it's just this really, really terrible um, arrangement that's been given the name, the Pacific Solution. But I think, yeah, the more I researched it, the more, and like talk to other 
to actually like Pacifica people about it, mm-hmm. especially in that climate activism space. I was like, oh, this, I really re- need to like rethink my entire conception of this because mm-hmm. yeah, my initial conception was like very by the book and very based on, you know, just like what I'd learned in law school about immigration policy and things like yeah. that. So and it really shifted. Yeah, it yeah. really, really shifted. And I think it was a big, um, big effort to kind of reframe everything, but I hope it worked out. I mean, it did. It, okay. <laughs> it did. Um, and, I'm really and, nervous about it. <laughs> well, and I, I do have, that goes into my next question for you. I want to preface this with saying that you did a fantastic job. As a Pacific Islander who did a story on climate action in Guahan for last season, I found your piece really relatable. Um, so I'm wondering if you if you can say anything to other people about just respecting other communities in your work. I think that your episode is a really good example of that. How do you how do you cover things respectfully, intentionally, and equitably? I think the important thing for me was just to recognize that I was, you know, writing about another community and speaking about another community that's not mine. And so that comes with an extra layer of responsibility, I think. Like for me personally, because I had to shift my initial vision so much, I think something I really, that was really, really important to me was prioritizing the well-being of that community and, you know, honest truth-telling for that community over whatever vision I had initially. Mm-hmm. You know, just kind of letting go of my ego there mm-hmm. and being like, okay, no, I was completely wrong. I need to completely ch- like change tact. Yeah. And it made my story so much stronger. I think really centering Pacifica voices, which really, really helped me switch um, tracks there. You can probably tell from my story, I rely heavily on accounts from Pacifica climate activists, specifically Mary Masalina Harm, who I interviewed and who was like completely amazing mm-hmm. and just. I think really, really set the stage for me, I guess, to expand on that and bring in some of some of those insights I was trying to make about law and migration policy into that as well. So V, my next question is, have you grown in this process with Inherited and where do you want to grow in the future? I think I have um, been very lucky to get a lot of the counseling and the I guess passing on of wisdom from Georgia and Jules particularly, like the workshops they ran with us were so helpful. Mm. And I think like I haven't done this kind of reporting before, I guess on this scale, you know, it was my first one. I was pretty green. I, <laughs> it was pretty difficult, but mm. I think working with a team, being accountable to other people with Inherited, I was very, very aware of that reach of my story that I was going to be talking to potentially an audience that didn't have that familiarity, like you said, mm-hmm. with um, Australian media, with a lot of the local issues and the funny idiosyncrasies and particularities of Australian policy and our connection to the Pacific Island um, region. And again, Georgia and Jules were amazing with all the help they gave me. Like, I think I turned in like, you know, five or six drafts of my script and every single one of them was so different to the last. And then, you know, George and Jules would just send it back and be like, you know, um, can you change this? Can you change this? And I'd be like, ah, and then rework it all over again because I wasn't happy with it. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I think a lot of my growth comes from, you know, 
their mentorship. And mm. I'm really, really grateful for that. I think Fantastic. I learned so many amazing skills, even with just with using Reaper, like even just technical audio um, skills. Yeah. Just from watching them and learning from them. It was really, really amazing. Fantastic. Great to hear. Great to hear that you had support. I mean, that's the whole thing about inherited because there's no, there's like no freaking reason in giving someone a platform if you're not giving them the resources and support for them to thrive. Mm. That's what Jules and Georgia and I have been talking about this entire process. It's like, how do we make sure that people actually have the support? Um, and V, as we wrap up, do you have anything else for me? I think I just, yeah, I just wanted to reiterate that I've really, really enjoyed working with the inherited team such as, you know, yourself, Jules, Georgia, everyone's been so supportive. And I think it's a really great platform. I think it's a really great initiative to try and get stories like these out there because we don't see them or hear them being told a lot of the time, at least not in my part of the world. So it was really, really exciting for me when I saw that call for pitches. I just thought, oh, this is something really different. This is something really refreshing. And I'm so glad I got involved. I just really, really enjoyed interacting with the team and I think what they stand for. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Thanks so much, Shailene. Thank you for joining us for this bonus episode. Season three of Inherited concludes next Wednesday. For our final episode, storyteller Kirti Kapal takes us to Lanyu, Orchid Island, to hear indigenous Tao people of Taiwan's perspective on water, land, and resilience. See you next Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts.